Uh, yo, Counterattack Podcast and myself, Daps. Guys, keep liking, subscribing, sharing, all of that good stuff. Um, as usual, got a player here for you. Um, bit of a poor player. No, I'm joking. You know? <laughs> no, you know, no, he's not. But um, yeah, so I'm glad with all the feedback that you you guys are happy that I've brought back the, the player conversations again. It's been a long time. So had Jamal, do you know Jamal Fifield? He's at Bournemouth now. Okay. Yeah, he's at Bournemouth. Had Jamal Fifield on last week, which is a very, very good one. So this week we've got someone that's actually been. We've had, well, you haven't been on a podcast, but you, we did the done a, um, the live Instagram live. Yeah, 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 did the Instagram live when that was happening. But um, yeah, now he's actually in the studio. We're gonna have a proper chit chat. Um, Adrian Mariapa. There's no applause or anything here. Some maps. <laughs> 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 oh, that's a mess. Oh, bloody hell. Yeah, that's, that's, that's a good one. How oh, are you, you man? You missed that one, man. Oh. No, no, I definitely missed it. I yeah, actually thought you just messed up my name, but, you know, no, that's a maps. Yeah, man. How you doing, man? I'm good, man. I'm good. I'm good. Good to be here. What have you been keeping up with, man? Because, you know, right now you're kind of, you've got a lot more free time when you're on your hands. Free time as a free agent. Yeah. So, um, well, is it free time? I still, I still train. I still try and maintain. But yeah, obviously not attached to a club. Um, it's very different, but it's territory I've been in before in my career. So last year, last year, um, twenty sixteen as well. Mm. Well, then you went back to um, back to Watford after that. We're not going back to Watford this this time. Uh, <laughs> so this time. <laughs> On that though, um, you're obviously, I'm just going to go straight into this conversation, but you're obviously a free agent now and you know that you hear a lot about guys going to train with clubs and whatnot. Because you were at Watford for so long, how long were you at Watford altogether? Um, oh, what was it? Well, I joined there at what, nine, under nine, left at 25, oh, signed 29, left at 33. So that's a long time. Like, for you, was it not, would it not be a case of, like, guys, do you mind if I train? If you actually said something, do you think they'd, they'd allow you to? Um, I don't know, it's not a conversation I've had, or, um, yeah. I don't know, I suppose they'd probably let me go and join, train with the 23s. Mm. I would hope so, after being there. <laughs> <laughs> um, but you never know. Um, but, yeah, no, I haven't, I haven't spoken to anyone. I haven't spoken to anyone at clubs since I left, really, so. Do you still support Watford? Yeah, still, still support. I still speak to the boys in that. Mm. Obviously, want them to do well. Um, still watch, you know, the games. Mm. Um, and yeah, obviously, I want the club to do well. And I still live in Watford. All my neighbours are Watford fans, and that. As yeah. Well. So, um, but yeah, I still keep close to having the club. So, like, let's let's delve into the life of a of a guy that's free agent, right? For a long time, I thought that. Yeah, you know, someone with a CV like yours. How many prem appearances have you made? Hundred and crazy, over hundred fifty. Yeah. Congratulations, and that's a big achievement. So, prem champ, your CV is what it is. You would think that you'd be able to almost walk into championship, you know, at least um, dressing room or team, and um. It's only recently, in the last couple of years, I've actually started to think, no, nah, I don't think that's the case anymore. Is that what it's proven to be? Because I've also got another thing that we're going to go on. 
Um, I think there's there's loads of factors to it. Do you know what I mean? I think um, age plays a big factor into it. Mm. Um, a lot of clubs look at resale value, etc. Yeah. Um, obviously, which you see, the championship's very young, moving younger as well. Um, and yeah, I think obviously the time me being a free agent during COVID twice. Mm. That's had a big impact on clubs as well. Mm. Um, hence having a big impact on not just myself, but other free agents as well. So, um, you know, it's hard to, I don't think anyone could have foreseen how it would pan out. Do you mm. know what I mean? Um, but yeah, just kind of trying to adjust and do a bit the best as you can. Yeah. Um, I've had offers, but obviously I want to play at the, the best level I can. So yeah, and we're obviously waiting for the right, the right offer as well, the mm. right one that sits right with with me and the family. I was gonna say that to you actually. Um, if it's a case where you just don't want to drop down as well, drop down um, to like League One and no, no, like I said, there's there'd be loads of different things rolled into making a decision. Obviously, I'm 34 now, going to be 35. Obviously, I've got young kids as well, so mm. there's a lot of stuff that that comes into it. Um, when making a decision and obviously when it comes you just have to just decide whether it's the right one for you or not would it be safe to say that you have had offers from other championship clubs um not any concrete offers i'd say that's far. those are the worst isn't it huh <laughs> the men that just talk and then there's a one thing about football there's a lot of talk yeah there's just a lot just of talk, talk and, and um, nothing happens yeah there's a lot of talk but yeah i mean converse i've had conversations with some random places as well around the world and stuff as well. So is that an option? Um, like I said, it's just when when it comes and it's concrete, then you can assess it. Mm. So, um, but but yeah, there's a what's all the it must be like because if this was ten years ago, let's how old are your kids? Sorry, my kids are fifteen, twelve, ten. Oh, they're grown, so, yeah. but like if it was ten years ago, let's say you could probably make these decisions and just go in it if you wanted to. But now um, you've got a it's still, I, I think you know. It still just depends where as well. And mm. you know, ten years ago, I was I was playing in the champ, but had my eyes set on trying to get into the Premier League as well. So, mm. um, like I said, all, all those different things factor into it. So yeah, it's never it's never ever a straight straightforward decision. But how do you say motivated though, man? That's got to be the 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 hardest um, part. Do you know what? I'm I'm a I'm a big believer in like discipline over motivation. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm still hungry to to achieve things in my career. I think that's one of the things, big things for me. I think, obviously, I want to. You know, I'm still playing international football, um, which I'm very blessed to do, and I want to make the World Cup um, with Jamaica as well, and be in a squad for that. So, obviously, that drives me as well to to keep performing and to, like I said, to still be playing. Um, you know, try and play at the highest level that I can mm-hmm. uh, to stay in contention with that. Um, but yeah, there's, there's listen. There's days where you wake up and you're not motivated to mm. to go and train. You know what I mean? And um, but I think discipline carries you over the line. You just know well, I still have to go and do it, mm. and I do it. And in the end, you're glad that you have done it. Is it a scary thing though? Like, you know, at this age, does a thought ever come to your head that it might actually be over, or is that not even in your thinking in regards um, to like? getting a team and stuff like that no I still think um, you know because I'm, I'm fit and I'm able um, 
I will get in my head. I'll still get somewhere. I'll still mm. be playing. Um, as soon as there comes a time when you know it just won't be anymore anyway. But, yeah. Um, but yeah, I think um, if I hadn't had anything, um, you know, no phone calls, no offers, then oh yeah, yeah, then maybe that would be more of a thought. Mm. In mind. But because that hasn't been the case, then uh, yeah, I'm not not thinking about it. That's that's crazy, man. At least your phone's ringing. I was talking to um, he won't mind me saying this. Talking to Tom Huddleston, mm-hmm. and you know he's just recently gone back to to Hull, to Hull. Yeah. but he was out for eighteen months, and I was talking to him all throughout lockdown and stuff like that, and he was like, "No, his phone's not even even yeah. ringing." And that's yeah. that is you know how mad that is to me. And and look at the level he's played at. Do you get what I'm saying? He's been, you know, a high performer, an elite player for the majority of his career, playing at one of the biggest clubs in the country. Crazy. Um, even when he was playing championship, he's playing every week. Um, but you know, I remember he he got injured, didn't he? Mm. He um, yeah, he left Derby, and when you when you were because we I think we're similar age anyway. Yeah, um, you know, clubs like I said, they start looking at those kind of things. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, how many games did you play? Are still are you still fit? Um, are you still mobile? All these things, you know, come into question when you're in your you well over thirty. They're coming. Mm. Into, the, into the equation so yeah um yeah. and then like i said covid made things difficult as well yeah um, back in the day i remember like not even back in the day it's still the case now but i feel like it's more lower um when you look when you looked at a load of different teams there was always the experience lot mm-hmm. whereas now i feel like it's such a young man's game that a lot of coaches might maybe don't think that like you said resale value and all of that and a lot of them just think that can he still do it? There's no resale value, so you put all that stuff before the actual quality of, yeah. of of a player. I think you have to look at an individual basis. You know, you go right to the top. You, you know, easy to say about talk about Ronaldo, but mm. um, you know he's one of many over the years. You know, the you know he's not the first one who's been playing late into his thirties, yeah. early forties to be playing at an elite. It's a very elite level, you know, the very, very top. Mm. And, um, you know, throughout my career, I remember there's been loads of players who still had the hunger and drive to play. And like you said, the, the quality, you know, mm. you know players like, like Tom Huddleston, he wouldn't have played at the level he did yeah. for all them years if he wasn't a good player first and foremost. Um, and then, yeah, obviously bringing experience is uh, something that's needed. Even when I, was a, when I was 18, 19, I was fortunate because I had such good, uh, experienced and older centre backs playing alongside me, or um, that I was playing with, or, or just watching on a Saturday, that I could learn, off. and mm. that made me into the player I ended up becoming. Um, so I do think there's a balance. Obviously, like I said, this uh, it's becoming more of an athletic game, mm-hmm. um, so you have to really look after yourself if you want to stay in the game mm. as long as you can. But um, I do feel that. Older players do tend to get overlooked, and it's just an easy comment to say, "Oh, he's he's twelve without actually looking at the individual." Yeah, no, that's 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 mad to me. And you know, you spoke about it's not like ten years ago as well, or twenty years ago, whatever, when the older players weren't looking after themselves and and stuff like that. You're looking after yourself. What yeah. you're, you're vegan? Are you still vegan? Yeah, I'm still vegan. Yes. What you don't want to come back to? Nah, no, I'm, good. <laughs> I'm, good. I'm good. I'm good. How long I'm you been good. um? Yeah, so this is now what four and a half years. Do you actually all all jokes said, you actually notice like um I feel it in my like my recovery. Mm. Um 
I used to have tendonitis in my knee, which was quite bad. Um, just from, and it was just, uh, do you know what? I, I started on that that path because I had a intolerance test when I was at Crystal Palace. Mm. And I was intolerant to dairy and eggs. And oh, okay. They were the first two things I cut out. Mm. And I noticed a big difference in my tendonitis. So um, I ended up just kind of following that path and mm. led me to how I eat now, which has worked for me thus far. Um, plenty of athletes I know are doing it or have, you know, tinkered with it as well. But like you said, football's moved on in a, in a case of, you do, you know, every club's got like nutritionists and stuff like that. Mm. Um, but, you know, the blueprint's been there for, for a long time. You know, I mean, like Maldini played until he was like, yeah, like 40. 40. You know mm. what I mean? Like Seydorf and all these guys played well into the late, but the Italians were doing it mm. for years, you know, all of us, you know, England when everyone was giving out um, you know selling players when they were getting to 32, 33 mm. they were playing into their late 30s I remember, yeah. and still playing like Champions League and stuff so I said there was always, the blueprint's been there for a while um, but yeah you see people like James Milner and that you know, oh yeah he uh, proper looks after himself yeah. you know, so how old is he now? he must be what, 36? he's 30, I think he's 35 I think he's, well, maybe he might be 36 actually and he's still playing yeah, for Liverpool. Least, yeah, he's at least 35, 36. And mm-hmm. another game he played the other day, I think he covered the most ground in the game, had the most sprints. You know, there's no there's no excuses if you do look after yourself. I know mm. there's, you know, stuff like injuries can happen. Some players are more prone to it, some aren't, depending on how you move and various different things and that. But if you're lucky enough to be able to withstand that throughout your career, then and you look after yourself, there's no mm. reason why you can't keep playing. As long as you can. It's crazy because. <laughs> do you ever look at pictures of you when you were younger? <laughs> what, no beard, in that, yeah, that? no, no beard. You had a bit more weight to you, like, yeah. mate. It's like two different. It's like two different players, man. Yeah, do, yeah. do you ever look back and just think, like, if I knew then what I knew now about like diet and what? Well, you can't obviously you can't change it, but it yeah, is what it is. It's part of the journey, isn't it? It's yeah, part of, it's part of the journey of you know I'm. I'm fortunate where I've had uh, clubs I've been at. I've, I've had good people around me that have given good advice, good knowledge, and I've tried mm. to just absorb as much as I can and take what has worked for me and, yeah. and use it. Um, but yeah, I mean, yeah, when I was yeah, I was a little chubby kid. Growing <laughs> <laughs> um, up though, that as a was centre back always your. Defense was was that always your position, or you one of those? Are you a striker kind of guys? Yeah, I was a attacking <laughs> midfielder when I was listen, when I was like nine, ten, eleven. I was attacking midfielder, but then I was at Watford for nine, and they always put me at the back. But mm. Sunday football, I was a attacking midfielder, and I was I was decent. Who did you like look up to in regards to let's say defenders first? Like, who did you when you was growing up? Like, who, who really stood out to you in regards to this is a proper player? This is who I want to kind of model my game on. This thing. Um, so defenders, um, Eric, um, Sol Campbell and mm-hmm. Rio Ferdinand were the two um, when I was younger, mm-hmm. who I really looked up to, and obviously they were the two big names as well at the time. Mm-hmm. Um, as I got older, and I didn't grow <laughs> to be the stature of those two guys, um, I started just looking at players that were more similar to me. So Cannavaro, mm-hmm. um, Ivan Cordova. Oh my god. And, uh, That's the Inter, the Chilean. No, is it Chile? He's Colombian. Colombian? Yeah. But he was at Inter, right? Inter, yeah. yeah. Just a little and short one. Them two and Puyol. Were, cool, so they Carlos. Were, they were the three that that I really looked at and thought, um, you know, 
tried to to pick up little things from them. Cannavaro especially, I thought he was, you know, well, he won a Ballon d'Or, didn't he? So, mm. um, and I thought he was the the best for centre half under under six foot Ayala as well. He wasn't yes. too big. So there's been there's been plenty of, of cases over the years, but. And you know when you name these defenders, yeah, because I'm a football man. Mm-hmm. Like, I really used to watch the Galaxio time. Yeah. Like, I, so when I when I think of players now, and this is a thing that always comes up on this podcast, where people say I'm, I'm I need to get with the times. <laughs> I need to get with the times because, yeah. like, you know that whole thing about oh, this guy's world class, that guy's world class, and whatnot. This whatever, but a load of like defenders I see nowadays. It's like defending comes second, if you know what I mean. Yeah. And it's it's about uh, if they can play ball and whatever. But I'm really from that era where man defended first and then if they can play football, that's what made Rio so good because, yes, he could play football, but he could defend yeah, like... Rio. <laughs> like Yeah, he could defend yeah, like anything. Yeah. So if you got past Rio, you, you had to really work for it. Do you get what I'm saying? And, and like, where do you like, stand on that? Because obviously you're still playing now, but... Have you noticed a shift in regards to what they look for in defenders? Yeah, um, I've noticed it. Um, and I agree with what you're saying there, but I think it's the way football has changed and evolved. Mm-hmm. Obviously, it's always going to change, but then you'll see teams when obviously things aren't going too well, they say, oh, we need a proper defender. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? So, um, and as well, I think there's a reason why obviously you pay big price tags for your, your strikers and your midfielders. Um, you know, because obviously they're the ones who are there to to create um, people like Van Dyke. You know, he's he's even though he can play, I don't think he you don't see him at the the edge of the box like you did mm. when he was at Southampton. Yeah, you know, he used to. I remember him marauding forward with the ball. You know, he's plotted on his defensive abilities. Him and Matip. You know, mm-hmm. obviously they can. You need to be able to to pass and move the ball well, have a range of passing as well, but. Um, like I said, first and foremost, they're there to to keep the back door shut. They've yeah. got world class players throughout their team to mm. to do the rest. So um, I think, yeah, obviously, first and foremost, you want your defenders to be able to defend, especially centre halves. But then the the real quality ones will have the ability to to come out with the ball or play with the ball. Mm. Your Rios, even people like John Terry. You know, everyone talks about how good he was defensively. He was he he was a Right-sided, he was a right-footed centre back playing on the left. Mm. He used to just use his left foot sometimes. <laughs> was, There's you know um, I mean? so one of my, I used to, someone who's underrated for their like distribution of football, even though they could actually defend. I used to really like Gary Cahill, you know, until he went Chelsea. Then I just, <laughs> you know, Alana, I've been a, I'm a big fan of Gary Cahill from from the beginning. You know, I yeah. think um, he, like, he's another one. He's 35, just dropped down to championship. Look at the condition he's in. Well, he's um, at Bournemouth. He's at Bournemouth. Yeah. Um, top pro, obviously, obviously a very good pro. Obviously, you know, still playing. Mm. Um, he done really well at, at Palace as well. Um, and yeah, real real top player. And like I said, great quality. He scored some some great goals. Obviously, technically very good. Mm. Good defender. Um, you know, still moves well. Just yeah, just a all-round good player and I think sometimes players like him just get overlooked yeah. um, because we end up talking about the the Van Dykes and you know people like that you know the the proper the people who are at the very very top now is just, it almost just becomes normal the numbers that you're, you're seeing mm. on the screen and all that when, when you overlook someone like that who is 
you know, an elite player. Another thing, this one, we're going to come off this whole defender subject, but another thing I've got um, a stick for, and I'm saying this because you're a defender, so I'm hoping you have some sort of sense about you yeah, and you agree with me. But, <laughs> <laughs> but um, no, so I remember when Arsenal were, um, I think we were going to sell Mustafi, a sports model. I think we were going to sell Mustafi or something. And Arsenal, for the last however many years, haven't had a good defence. We know that. So I said to everyone, I was just like, get Johnny Evans in. I said, get Johnny Evans in. He was available at the time. Yeah. Like, and then, you know, we need someone that's just going to come and just defend. We don't need people to come and do the football thing, whatever. So I said, Johnny Evans, like, now me, to, me, I'm saying this to you because am I wrong in that shot? <laughs> do, do you know what? There's, it's interesting you said that, like, I think Johnny Evans, great player. Mm. Um, and because... Like since he left, since he left Man United, he's been kind of you know at teams have you know been table or then he's gone. Well, well, no, no, he didn't go to West Brom. He was at West Brom. That's well, right. Teams have kicked on sometimes. He was on loan at Sunderland yeah, early yeah. on his career, mm. um, and then obviously he's gone to to less and done very well. But players like that, like I said, you almost people forget the quality of those players. Yeah, because um, like first, like I said, first foremost, very good defender. He was playing with <laughs> Vidic and Rio under Alex Ferguson. Like you don't, you don't make that back four. Mm. You don't make that team if you're not an exceptional player for mm. stars, um, especially for the duration that he done it. And then, even though you're saying you don't want them to be good on, the, he's very good on the ball. No, 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 he is. Do you know what I mean? I but, know with him, just, I'm getting defended. But it's perception, isn't it? Because mm. he's good. Why can't you be good at both? And like I said. You wouldn't. He wouldn't have played at the level he had, mm. the amount of time he had, mm. if he couldn't do both sides of the game. And now he's gone to Leicester, and I know I've played under Brendan. I know what he's like. He demands that the uh, defenders are comfortable on the ball and they mm. be able to play out. So he wouldn't be doing as well as he has done there mm. if he couldn't play. He hundred percent can play. When I say that, I like him to defend. Like I just want my defenders to defend first, and with him. I know he could defend first, but then once he's defended, he's not just going to give the yeah. ball. Like, do you know what I mean? Like, I, I just like them to... I think where it comes from, like, um, has to be a team ethos as well. The, the emphasis to defend as well, because no, there's no defenders out there anywhere who can just defend on themselves. Like, you know, it has to come from, you, you defend as a partner, the starters with your other centre-back, then as a unit, then with the players in front of you. Yeah. Half of it is organising, you know? I, I, I hear that, but... When you support Arsenal and and you've, <laughs> and you've seen some of the some of the the things that I've seen, yeah, like I listen, I'd, I'd, I'm done with that whole. No, I'm not, I'm not done with the whole ball playing thing because it's it's super necessary, especially yeah. in today's where everyone has to touch and play at the back and everything. But and I'm not one to come on a podcast and and sleep sleep man, so I'm not going to do that today. But I've seen some things and I'm just yeah. like, listen. We just need man to just be able to organise properly and it's just like the Brentford game. Like that. No. Oh li- <laughs> listen, listen. That's poor, bro. It's poor. You know it's what? poor. I, and I think, do you know what? For for because that that game was interesting. It was interesting to watch. Because I thought obviously asked Brentford, I'd never seen them play as many long balls up to mm, I totally. You know, not that I'd watch, I could be wrong. Mm. Um but Usually they always play through the thirds. They're very good at doing that. Um, you know, very expansive team. 
they went quite direct. They just missed out middle third and went up to Tony. But I think when that was happening, the thing Arsenal didn't do, they just didn't adjust, you know. So if, you know, for start, I thought Ben White just could have just jumped a little bit. If he jumped earlier, he might have won the ball. Uh, but if, you know, we've all had games of centre-backs where you're getting beaten, yeah, I think, you know, the, the first thing you need to do is just get a midfielder just to sit on his toes and bruh. help you out there. You know? He had the second Ben White's ball. number. And I actually think, I'm not one of those that's like, ah, oh, it's crucial. I actually think Ben White's going to become a top, top defender. I, I genuinely do believe that. I think in that game, he, but you know what? He's young, coming into, his, into the Arsenal team. It would have been nice if the person next to him, Pablo Mari, helped him out a bit. Just in terms of, I'm not even just talking about the challenging for headers, but I mean, like you've got two people who are having to focus on their own thing. Do you get what I'm saying? Like when, and I know these are two top, top players. In fact, let me talk Colo Torre and Sol Campbell. Colo was a player that was, he wasn't on Sol Campbell's level or whatever, but at least he's got someone next to him. And he's got people around him. You had Loren, you've got Ashley Corner, you know, whatever. Like as a unit in front of him, you've got, Vier- you've got people who can actually. Isn't that what I just said earlier? Listen. It's, no, but it doesn't, you know. It is a unit. And mm. like you said, Colo Torre, the reason why him and Sol Campbell done so well together, they were very different, complemented each other, I think, mm. with their, their styles. You know, obviously, Colo, he was rapid. Like, <sighs> you know, rapid, mm. very aggressive. Um, you know, he was, I think it was a nightmare to try and get past if you're a striker. You know, I didn't see many people beating him and stuff. So, mm. um, but, you know, that stuff, you know, it doesn't happen overnight. You know, it's, you know, you need to have a lot of cohesion and, you know, along the back and like you said people in front of you as well to help you out and I just you know like I said I've had games when you're I'm not sure how to uh, you know I, I haven't actually watched a lot of Ben White I've, I'll be honest I haven't watched, mm. watched a lot of him last season or whatever so I can't really comment too much about him but as a shorter centre back I know in most games if the team's playing long they're going to target me I know that <laughs> yeah I've had it I've had it all my career from 18 I know <laughs> First ball, it's getting kicked on my head and mm. it's almost like a, it's a tester. Like, yeah. you know what I mean? So mm. the first thing I always think is like, I need to win this first header. Mm. How am I going to do that? If, you know, if it's a giant you're playing against, you have to jump early. Mm. You have to jump early. And then if you're playing against someone who is decent in the air and they've beaten you maybe one or two times, you just have to show them, show them respect. Okay, he's got my number on that today, mm. but there's other ways to manage it. Like I said, you get someone else, your midfielder maybe to jump with him stand on his toes um, and then all of a sudden they're flicking it onto you, you're chesting it down, you look like a great player but yeah. the midfielder's done all the work for yeah. you. Or just as the ball's coming, use your feet to get around them, um, you know, telling the, if there's only one up front especially, you can tell the other centre half, right, make sure you cover around, I'm going to step in front or whatever. Mm. Um, but you have to, you know, you have to use all those things and I, I do think as well, where in today's game, there's not as many, you don't defend as many long balls, I don't think, as, well, certainly when I was 18, I mm. definitely, yeah. you know, it was just, every goal kick was set up to to play long pretty much. Yeah. Rare that, now t- most teams, you know, try and play out the back. Well, they should play in Burnley, bro. Burnley would do it long, bro, from halfway down. Yeah, they're, they're not the most direct team I've ever played against, though. And yeah, I've played in under the in the, uh, the most direct game I've ever had uh, in my career in the Premier League was we played Stoke. Oh, yeah, uh, yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> and uh, it, was, it was Peter Crouch and... Uh, it was Peter Crouch and, and Jonathan Walters up front. Walters, yes. And like handful. I said, it was... And Crouch just stood on me. 
and it was from minute one it was going out to the, the centre back he switched it Diag mm. and he was here <laughs> <on the> side, <laughs> TV's on the side just going do it it's so, it's so funny because um, I listened to the Peter Crouch podcast isn't it? and um, Peter Crouch was talking about his time at Stoke and he was just like listen he don't think they actually scored many from like long balls and stuff mm. like that or even like the remember the long throwing yeah but he was just like it would just cause so much havoc yeah that like people just didn't want any part of it people just panic he was saying I remember watching this match actually to stop the balls coming into what's that like, even like a throw and there was a there was a defender that was gonna kick it out for a throw kicked out for a corner kicked out for a corner <laughs> <laughs> he, he kicked out for a corner I'm just like listen is that foot what you say is that football but if it's getting them results then I remember that I was I was at Reading there and and um, I'd just come back. We had a, for some reason it was an international game midweek. Mm. So we flew, I went to Mexico. Yeah. Played there and then came back, landed on the, the I think landed on the, the Friday we landed. Mm. We landed, went straight to training. Yeah. Went up to Stoke. Body clock was all over the place. My yeah. head was spinning. <laughs> was starting the game and then the ball was just raining on top of you. And like I said, you're just having to deal with... Mm. Just having to deal with it. I actually done well against Crouch that day and then um, they changed it, put Kenwin Jones on and he was oh, just... Oh, flipping off. <laughs> and then he was just another one, you know what I mean? So the tactics worked, but... Mm. but yeah, I played under... You know, we were talking about Burnley. I played under Daishi and I know what kind of football he plays. plays mixed football. But like I said, teams don't want to play against it. Mm. You know, they're lying... You know, you hear managers moaning after the games and stuff sometimes and teams really don't want to play against it. It's horrible to play. I wouldn't want to play again. So I'm, I'm not. I'm not even gonna. Because obviously, I play centre back now, innit? And it's long. And and I, yeah. I didn't grow up playing centre back. Mm-hmm. I thought I was left midfield. Yeah. But so then you left back. Want, so you just want to play now? Left, yeah. Uh, th- thank you very much. <laughs> so then now, now that they're doing all that, and I'm just like, oh, I've got to attack this. And you get men that really attack headers, yeah. bro. Like, and I'm not. I'm not. But also guy. as well, like both of them two up front that play Wood Chris and Wood Barnes, and oh, they, they got quality as well like in mm. front of goal they're, they're good strikers mm. so I, you know sometimes like I said they just get overlooked sometimes like I know like Ashley Barnes he had a great goal scoring record like the last few years and then mm. um, they're both quality players but they're a handful like no one wants to come off the obviously you want to come off the pitch you want whoever you're playing against to go oh whether you won or lost or drawn or whatever mm. you want them to know that they've been in a game they've had a tough game today you know yeah and um, definitely against them teams you come off them Who's who's a striker that you um you look back and you think any time you played against him he's giving you a hard time and was it was it to the extent where when you knew you were coming up against him you'd be like oh flip sake I'm gonna have a, a um, day so I think Aguero is the one who scored the most against <laughs> and I'll be honest every days where I've been like I swear like. <laughs> So I done all right against. He's <laughs> <laughs> got four goals. <laughs> um, yeah, he just like he he was a nightmare playing. He just his center of gravity so low. Mm. He would just do this thing where he'd just be running across like across the area, like faking to shoot, and mm. one by one you see defenders diving in, diving, yeah, yeah. and then he just wait to the last one and then shoot and just like no backlift, you know, just strong like good mm. movement. Um, yeah, he was he was really tough to play against all the time. Um, back in the day, Rooney used to be like a real, mm. real handful as well. Um, yeah, Drogba. Um, oh, Drogba. He was just yeah. Um, yeah, there's been you know, there's been 
obviously you come against different strikers, they've all got different attributes and that. Um, Suarez, you always leave the game after a game just feeling like he just used to like hunt down the whole back four on himself. Mm. Like he just didn't have a moment's peace. Vardy was like that as well. But if you remember like that, Sanchez. Alexis, yeah. yeah. Alexis, when he was at Arsenal, was, was like that. I used, to, I used to look at him, just do it by himself. I played against him um, internationally as well. And mm. he's a different beast for Chile. Yeah, yeah, no, you ball, see it though, yeah. He like run, mm. and we, we were beating them. And um, so he's getting like, he really had the bit between his teeth and he's like running the length of the pitch. Mm. Taking like the third person like to hack him down just to stop him. Yeah. Yeah, like a real, just, yeah. It's funny, you're, you're, you're reading off all of these names and and I, I've, I remember I had a game for like a friendly um, for Nigeria and and it was like an Italy 11 and Pirlo played. And I remember like, I remember looking at, looking at him like in awe and I'd seen like bear players on the round bit. Like I don't get in awe. Yeah. But you know, there's like, this is Pirlo. Yeah. And then like you're watching him and it's crazy. This is why I like to watch games like live because when you when you see him on TV, you know he's a good player and whatever. But he came on and just changed, and it's like it's like minimal movements. But it's like he just knows mm-hmm. he just knows the game. But do you like with all of those names you read off? Like playing in the prem mm-hmm. week in week out, you're coming against the top players in the, in the country. Do you still have those games where it's like oh, it's Aguero, you know? the same? Like you know, fair play to to Chris Wooden, that good player, but. You know, this is a grill. Do you know what I mean? Or is it literally just us oh, another game now? Um, no, I think obviously you look forward to those games as well against the, the big strikers. Um, I don't think it takes much to to motivate you or get mm-hmm. you up for them mm-hmm. games. You know, some of the tough, you know, some of the toughest games I've had, are, and they stick in my mind now. I remember I came on um, after about five minutes for Watford against West Brom in the Championship years ago. It was Kevin Phillips up front. Oh, and when striker. I tell you. He pulled me every <laughs> which way in that game. I came off thinking, wow, I've got some serious work to do. Mm. Like he just was, crosses were coming in and he he must have taken me under the ball and just stepped away like a few times. So then next time, I'm going to have him next time. Yeah. Dying across me. He just he just had me. Like, but then man are that seasoned. No. Yeah. But yeah, but then obviously that's the quality, you know, the mm. real quality. There's a reason why he played at that level for so long. Mm. Um, end up playing with him at Crystal Palace <laughs> yeah. years and years later. But um had a real tough game against against him. Um another one that used to give me a proper tough game was Solomon Rondon man. That's um Rafa Benit as a son. Oh like, but do you know what? <laughs> I said people used to like you say, oh you know he's big, can't really move, yeah. he's slow. And then like he'd be rapid. I was thinking Oh is he rapid? Oh, right, he was quick man. Mm. Like he just used to get off. He was tough to play against man. Yeah. Tough. I say that's um, Rafa Benitez's son because Rafa Benitez is signing three times now. Takes him everywhere. Takes him everywhere. Took him to flipping China. Yeah, but, like, but then when you trust when you trust people, isn't it? That's the thing. So obviously he trusts him, what he can do and that. And obviously mm. he's done well for him. Um, yeah. You know, he took Andros as well, didn't he? To, mm. to Evan and... Yeah, nah, that's, yeah. That's, when you're in with a manager, man, it's, it must be the best thing. But I think at that level, you can't really be... Is it in with a manager? You know, he's not doing you a... F- a favor, mm. he's, like I said, he's getting you in because he trusts that you're gonna like produce for him. Mm. He knows what you've done. Obviously, you're at he's at a club where 
if you don't work out, they'll just you just get sat nowadays in football. Yeah, yeah. So you can't really do people favors, favors and just you know he's not coming to you know be you know just you know a token part of the the, the staff or something. You know? mm. So he's going to have to produce, but he's trusting that they will produce. Yeah. Who's your manager that you've like really enjoyed playing under? Would you say I've had a few. I've had a. I've had a few. Um, yeah, I've had a few. Um, like Malky Mackay, oh. um, really enjoyed playing under him. Uh, Sean Dyche, really enjoyed playing under him. Um, Javi Gracia, had a real good time under him. A good relationship with him as well. Was that the, Was that at Watford? At Watford, yeah. yeah. Um, yeah, like even like Tony Pulis, and um, you know, I really enjoyed my time under him, um, and how that panned out as well. Uh, first se- the season he was at Palace, um, so yeah, I've had some good managers. But do you know what? Like even the the ones where it's been tough, um, you know, I'm thankful for those managers as well because mm-hmm. you know it's never you know plain sailing or smooth or anything like mm. that. You need managers where it's, it's tough and they feel like it's you know against you and when you can come out the other side you know you feel like um you feel like you've grown you know what I mean so you mentioned a Watford manager there yeah obviously in your time I don't know how many Watford managers you, you saw yeah mm, a few. did you was there ever that thing where it's like a manager's coming in again do you ever think obviously a new manager's coming we've got a knuckle down impress a new manager whatever but do you ever think you probably won't be here too long anyway because um, I thought that as a that's just as a spectator yeah. looking at managers I'm just like a couple games you know a, a couple losses and this guy might actually be out of here to, obviously my <laughs> my first spell Watford to my second spell was very different Mm-mm-mm. the second spell you always knew yeah this you know it needs to go well yeah it needs to go well um, and even then there's no guarantees Um Marco Silva was another one had a good time under him, um, and yeah, obviously that that didn't pan out either. Um, even though you know he had done done started the season really well, mm-hmm. um, and that's just the thing is nowadays you can't even. It's obviously Watford gets a bad rep for it, but it is football. Yeah, there's already been managers this weekend who had lost their jobs, um, and that's right all the way down into the National League. So. Um, it's a results-driven business, and you know people. You know it is a business nowadays. People rarely get given time to to change situations around. Yeah, yeah. No, I, I don't know how. I don't know how these managers in this day and age do it because my head will go if I lose. Because like their their livelihoods on the line with you, man. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? Like, I don't know. Could you go into management? I can't imagine. Uh, I, want, I want to go into management. I can't imagine you as a manager. You can't. Why? Too laid back. Yeah. Um, I say that actually, but I've seen you on a pitch. Yeah, and that's you what can I'm, be really like. You yeah look, you can be. I think it's good to be, have a sense of calm, but then you know you can be intense at the right moments. Mm. Um, I think that's important. Um, <laughs> no, 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 I don't think um, Yes, and it's always something I think that's interested me going into into management. Um, I think it's I think it's Marco Silva. No, it's definitely it's not, <laughs> Marco it's Silva. Nice good things about you, Marco. <laughs> <laughs> um, 
so yeah, I've, I don't know. It is tough, and like I said, it's getting harder and harder because you get less less time. But um, still, there's something appealing about it, you know, just to go in and um, you know the possibility of taking on something like that, seeing you know developing players, mm. um, trying to do well and progress a club. Um, you know, it's you know, so I, I think there's still you know, great appeal. Around it. I'm asking you a question, yeah. I need brute honesty. Right, because I think you like you, you've lied the whole thing so far. I've lied so. the whole thing. <laughs> <laughs> no, 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 I'm playing. Um, but like when you're, I've played that, and um, sometimes when a manager loses a dressing room, mm-hmm. you know it as as a player, where you're just like, oh, he needs to go, you know, he's, mm-hmm. he's whatever. Basically, has that happened with you, where you've been like, not say, oh, sack him now, but where you're just like, oh. I can't see him being around much longer. Or is it always just one of those who's just like, look, it's not going well for us. Let's just keep knuckling down and whatever. It's all, I think, like I said, nowadays, it's always in the back of your mind and I've played, um, you know, like I said, with, with uh, Javi Gracia. Um, you know, he lost his job after four games of the new season at Watford. And, um, you know, I was, I wasn't in a squad at the time. Mm. He was one of the managers who, like, you know, I, was, I would have been trying to fight for him, if you know what I mean, mm. to to stay in the jobs. I thought, you know, like I said, I, I liked him as a person off the pitch as well. Mm. So, um, but it's never nice, obviously, people losing their, their jobs. And you just know it, it could happen at any time. You never know. Yeah. You never know. And it's happened at clubs, you know, when you've you not expected it and you've come in and then manager's gone. Mm. And obviously you, you're the guys on the pitch in it, so you you still feel, you know, responsible for that for the results. Um, yeah, but that's that's how football is. Yeah, we're, we're gonna we're gonna stay on what for just for a couple. I got thingy on again next or the week after. Um, Habs. Uh, yeah, yeah, what a guy. Yeah, got him coming on. Um, good, good defender. But anyway, yeah, he is. Now that we're um, now that Watford are back in in the Premier League, do you look at them and think we can actually? Do you still say we? We Watford. I still, yeah, I still I still say we. Okay. Do, do, yeah. do you look at them and, and think we can? Um, we can actually. We've got enough about us to 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 stay up this this year because I look at it personally, and there's something about. I don't think they have a better team now, but I I feel like for whatever reason they're probably more equipped to. To stay up this year, if that makes it. That's no slight on, on you, man, that were there before. Yeah, well, you know, look, and well, you know, there were better teams than us who have been relegated in the past. That's the thing, True. you know what I mean? True. So, um, but yeah, I think it takes it takes more than just having good players on paper to mm-hmm. to stay in the league, um, to do well in the league. Mm. Um, you know, there has to be. There has to be a gen, you know. They talk about team spirit and all this stuff, but there has to be good understanding. People working, working for each other, competition for places. Um, I think they genuinely have that at now. Um, closer. Oh, okay. Good. Um, so yeah, it's it's always tough. It's always tough staying in the Premier League. Always tough, but. Um, from what I've seen, obviously they've had you know two really good wins um, so far. 
and they were really good performances as well. Mm. Um, I don't think they're going to struggle to score goals and that's the hardest thing in the Premier League to do. Mm. Um, and I think when you can do that, you always give yourself a good chance. And and yeah, I think they've got a really good squad throughout, I think. Um, so yeah, going to give themselves the best opportunity. Could you see um, the qualities that Ismail Sar had from when he first got there? Because now I feel like he's kicked on and I feel like he actually believes he's like main man there now. Do you get what I mean? But it, could you see that he had that about him? When took, he first it, it took him um, a little while to get to get his feet under him, I think. Mm. Um, you know, he didn't just, you know, from the first week come just set a light. Yeah. Um, but as soon as he did mm. for the team, he's been setting it alight every week since. Yeah. Um, and I think the, the year we got relegated, he was out injured for a few games. and But, and it really affected the team because we were literally just playing through him mm. like every game. Um, I was playing right back. He was playing right mid. Yeah. And I remember it was just like our tactics was just, you know, pretty much get the ball to him. Yeah. But he was, he was just running a riot. And yeah, I think he's, he's grown as a player. He's a you know, proper nice guy as well. So mm. um, obviously I wish him all the success, but um, obviously he's a, he's a vital part to, to that team as regards to scoring goals and, um, assists and just causing other teams havoc mm. um, but yeah they've got you know but it, it does take more than that you know they've yeah. got good they've got good characters good leaders throughout that squad as well which um, you know make a, a big difference for the team as well mm. it's so funny like you, you you were saying before before we started recording that you don't really like talking much and doing podcasts and stuff like that but you come across so like well spoken and you come across so like well spoken, and you know, I'm so I'm so surprised that you don't do more, like. W- why is that? Because you're not shy, obviously. Um, do you get what I'm saying? And yeah, well, thank you first and foremost. No, you know, <laughs> I've, I've got to give you a flower, um, summer. But yeah, I don't know. I think I think maybe, um, I, ch- I you know I just I like I'm one of them people. Yeah, so I like to just focus on just being. A footballer, you know that is um, is what I do. So if I've got, if I do have free time, I try and fill it with, you know, whatever I can do leading up to to match days or recovery or yeah. whatever it is. Or um, you know, and apart from that, I'd be doing like the school run or something. So mm. um, it's not that I don't um, like appreciate it or want to do. It. Obviously, like this is the second time I've yeah, um, you know, chat to you as well. Um, and I think maybe you know something as. As time goes on, I might, you know, might do more. I'm not to it. I think I'm as well probably still part of the old school where yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> it takes a while for you to warm up. You know, you know the younger guys now. It's just second nature to them. You know mm. what I mean to to be in front of cameras and and talking and and all that stuff. So um, you know, maybe a bit of, a bit of that's in there as well. Yeah, because um, last week's podcast um, that I did, I brought up. Um, when I was talking to Jamal about it, I was saying, why is it in America, their athletes are just themselves. Do you yeah. know what I'm saying? They can, you see them with the rappers, you see them with, flipping hell. You see them with the rappers, you see them with um, whoever are they themselves. When it comes to platforms, media mm-hmm. platforms, that you see them, because I listen to like a Joe Budden podcast. Yeah, yeah I've listened to it. Okay, cool. So there's one where he called up Kevin Durant. 
Kevin Durant's a big boy in football. Yeah, like. yeah. Durant, I mean, basketball player. And Kevin Durant was on the podcast just talking about, nah, he ain't going to make it to the... Pl-. He's talking about his peers. Yeah. Like, yeah, he ain't good enough to do that. Nah. And I'm just like, yeah. do you think athletes of real will ever get to the point when they're like, talking like that freely and just yeah. freeing up the, you know? Well, I think it's a, it's a culture shift though, isn't it? I think in America, there's been those spaces where they can open up like that, I think, for mm. probably a bit longer. And I think... I don't know, like it's just maybe the sports over there it's been encouraged. Um I think in England for a long time it was you know, shut if you was doing yeah, because I and I think it, it could have hindered your actual career, you know, mm-hmm. and um, you know, your career on the pitch. But I think obviously nowadays, obviously clubs they want everyone is screaming for content now. So yeah. There's certain things now you see clubs doing, and it's I just it's funny to me because I'm thinking, you know, <laughs> like even even just a few years. I remember, uh, you know, when I was at Watford, and someone wanted to bring um, their own um, their own photographer in just to you know take pictures yeah. for their social media and stuff. And this this wasn't even that long ago, and it was like, you know, want to do that kind of thing. Yeah, and now and now like it's you couldn't get enough of it. The club would want to still would want to use. The, you know those pictures those images or whatever as well um, so I just think you know just the culture has shifted it's changed um, I don't think um, and I think it's even you know you, you get with the times now and, and everyone moves with it um, I do think as well mainstream media probably don't want it it's less of a handle they've got on on things I noticed that during lockdown actually because during lockdown you guys are um in your contracts, you have to do certain media things, right? There's a certain amount of hours yeah. you have to do, yeah. Because during lockdown, you guys didn't have to do that. So um, a lot of guys, I think because you guys were at home mm-hmm. or something, you weren't obliged to do um, whatever. Media. Oh. Yeah. Okay. So um, well, it's, it's, what I, it's what I heard because then a load of people started doing it with their friends. Yeah. So like all of a sudden, you're looking at Sky Sports and Sky Sports hardly had any... Yeah, content or whatever. Yeah. But then you'd go and look at ordinary Joe blogs. He's got Troy Deeney on. Yeah. Do, do you get what I'm saying? Yeah. And, and um, I definitely noticed that um, they didn't like they didn't like that. I remember I was getting DMs because I was flying last year with all of that, and I was getting DMs from like some of these media outlets saying, "Oh, you should be careful when you get these players to talk." And but that's <laughs> like, but they'll be trying to do exactly what you were doing. Do you see what I'm saying? That's what I mean. They've had to. They've had to. To check, they didn't want to. They didn't want to mm. go down that route. They wanted mm. to keep it the way that they've been doing it for a long time. But yeah. I said it's it's changed. Society's changed. You know, people want to see a different side to things, and mm. um, they want different opinions as well. Yeah. No. So um, onto Jamaica. Yes. Do you know the national anthem? What's the national? Oh, uh, listen. You got you got ask, you got you got to ask these things. I don't know. I might tell you to sing the national anthem, and you, and you come with "God Save the Queen." You know I, mean? <laughs> I don't. I don't know. Of course. But, um, yeah. So you've had like a a really good career with with Jamaica, and you're a mainstay in that team. Um, over the years, have you noticed the difference in like some of the like? No, I don't want to disrespect past players and say the level because you still had good players but would you say there's been a difference in the, the level yeah the, the level that the, of, of players coming in in regards to where they're playing their football at the time and whatnot? because I know I don't know if you saw a couple months ago 
there was a big thing about all the play, all the people that were playing for Jamaica now. And um, yeah, like oh, I saw it. everyone that's like that would be technically eligible. Yeah, but I've seen loads. Oh, what, of things what, like so that, that wasn't even a thing of that they're actually playing. Um, well, there's, I mean, I can obviously there's a lot of players now, obviously that are that have come into the fold recent months. People like you know Ethan Pinnock. Yeah, um, yeah. Obviously, Michael Antonio, Kemar Roof, mm. uh, Liam Moore, um, Wes Harding, Amari Bell, Ravel Morrison, Daniel Johnson. So I yeah. think it was these guys. Mm. Obviously, were the the newer players. Um, mm. uh, Dylan Barnes, Anthony Grant as well. Mm. So a lot. Of, they were the newer British contingent yeah. that mm. had come over. Um, Obviously, a lot of the guys they're playing, you know, elite football, high level football. Yeah. Obviously, you look at what Michael Antonio is doing um, for West Ham every week. Um, I do. I just think it's been. There's been times when there's been higher quality, and times when it's dipped down. Mm-hmm. You know it, but you know the, the thing is. Playing over in Concacaf is very different to playing over, over in Europe. You know, a lot of the play, you know, going over there, people wouldn't probably know a lot of the players you're playing against mm. unless you do some research and actually know. Mm. A lot of these teams will have been together for a long time as well, so they've got, you know, identity and, mm. um, you know, good like you know team ethos, everything. Um, so you're going over there, and when you play away, at some of these stadiums hostility that you feel is crazy like and it's hard to explain to people when you've just got a, a mental image of how Europe is yeah how it's over there because a lot of these countries like it's their footballers are their biggest stars mm-hmm. it's like they're you know so if you go on their social medias and that they'll have millions of followers and you don't, yeah. don't even know who they are do you know what I mean but um so playing these countries it doesn't matter where you play in England <laughs> them games are hard yeah. They are so hard. Yeah. Which is why it's always been so hard for us to to make the World Cup after ninety eight. It's been you know, it's been hard to find the right balance and chemistry of, of players. Because um, it, it is so tough. Like you need yeah. you need more than just good players on paper yeah, I remember to make it. I remember chatting to Lau, telling her about that. And he mentioned El Salvador. Right. <laughs> and I was like, El Salvador, have they even got well obviously they got a team, but I was like, I didn't and he was just like, nah. El Salvador yeah, uh, bop you off the park as well and they're <laughs> horrible bro. like these, these oh you, you played El, El Salvador I've, I've played against them and like you know like they they will smash you like when you if you make a challenge against them they're rolling around on the pitch mm. it's mad and over there as well is it more there'll be a lot of Spanish speaking refs as well and um, ah. who are more you know from Central American country and you just know you're just not going to get the rub of the green sometimes it's just the way it happens mm. um, and it's hard and when you like I said when you go away like I remember going to Guatemala away um, this is like this year is going to like 2013 and turn up to the stadium it's a World Cup qualifier and um, get to the stadium like two hours before the game for our oh, less you know, go check the pitch out. That's what yeah. every team does. <laughs> so you walk in and it's all, it's just in like a inflatable tunnel. Yeah. That's a bit weird. They've all got like running tracks around. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Inflatable things. Okay. So you get out, 
we get, we get out there <laughs> in like a, well for starters they were shaking the bus as we walk as we're coming down the um mm. like the causeway into the stadium get onto the pitch and you just hear the whole crowd is doing monkey chants like when I say the whole crowd like not a little section there not a little section <laughs> the entire stadium it's rammed it's two hours before the game it's rammed like the whole and you're there just like wow like that like that's the whole crowd and then um <laughs> it's mad because we we lost the game we lost the game went back and we had another game and then we ended up knocking them out because we beat Antigua at mm. home so we knocked them out of the group but you go away to these places and when I said like it's it's so hostile mm. like I got sent off at Honduras I was getting like bottles of piss chucked at me over the over the railing and that it was mad like we got Honduras coming up actually so um, when's that? That is in October. Okay. So yeah, like just you know, proper gone off the point there. No, what I'm saying fair. is yeah. So it doesn't matter, you know, who you like, who you are, where you play, and mm. you know how good your names are. You know, it takes a lot more to to actually do well mm. um, out of our region, and I know it's looked down at, um, you know, by you know the other regions around the world and that. But you know, I really enjoy playing there. It's tough. It's competitive. Um, and then, you know, there's some real good, good Jamaican players coming through as well. Yeah. Um, how, how far do you think like the current crop could go? Like, because I look at you guys and, um, I think I have a message you one time to that. So I really, I genuinely do hope that you guys get to like the major, the major tournament in what the world cup, I, mean, I should say, not that the other one ain't major, but, um, I don't think it's going to be much longer. I, I genuinely don't, don't think that because. But then hearing you speak about these other countries now. It's tough. Like you think our region is um USA, Mexico, Canada, um, Honduras, Panama, mm. um obviously us. Uh who's the other team? Uh might be is it El Salvador? I can't remember who I've left out there. Left someone out, but um, gonna get the group up. Yeah. So, what is it? Conca. Conca calf. Conca. Jamaica. Oh, Costa Rica. Oh, there you go. Played them last month. Oh, they're um, good. I heard they're good as well. They're good as well. They've got. People like Brian Ruiz still playing for them. Joel Campbell. Um, oh, yeah, Joel front. Campbell. That's what I mean. Like, you know, there's there's no easy games. Um, yeah. Can we make the World Cup? Yes. Is it going to be tough? Yes. It's always yeah. tough. Um, I've got high hopes for this group. Bro. I've got high hopes. Yeah. Um, so, we just need to get it right on the pitch. So, one of the people in your... And I'm, I've made a conscious effort to talk about him in this podcast, um, Ravel Morrison. Mm-hmm. So he's someone that I don't know. I, I just always seemed to me just love to to get at him. Yeah. Uh, let, let me just say it like that. I just love to get at him. But he's someone that I genuinely feel, even now, he can still go on to to play like at you know. Premiership, wherever he wants, whatever he wants, and he's such a good player. But how misunderstood do you think he is? Because 
when I have had communication with him, it's calm. It's so. But then you've obviously had much more communication with him. And like, do you look at him and think that if they could only see this side of him, this yeah. side of him, maybe you know things might be a bit different. Like I said, you, the, from the media, um, you would have a, you know, this. You end up with this misconception that he's just a, you know, just a bad kid and mm. all this stuff. Um, and the maddest thing, I only, I only met Rav. Um, when was it? June. Uh, when did the season finish? May. So end of May, we had a friendly. In this May just gone. This May just gone. Okay. First time I've, I've never played against him. Mm. Um, and it's great. Like we've been around a long yeah. time together, and like obviously never, never come up against him. Never had, never spoken to him like properly and that. Mm-hmm. So <laughs> we, it's only me and him flying because we'd we'd missed the flight the day before. Um, and I swear, from the moment like we met each other, I felt like I'd met known him for about fifteen years. Oh, I loved it. And like he just he's he's just a good guy. Like he he, he can never do enough for you. Like mm. he'll just do anything for for you as a person. Like he's a good guy. And yeah, he's he's not as far as talent goes, I've not played with anyone or seen anyone with more just natural ability than than Oh no, still. He's been he's ridiculous. Wow, like, like ridiculous. Because I know a, a lot of people like I know he's got talent. I know he's a good player. A load of people always say that about him when he was younger. Mm-hmm. But you, on the other side, to you know, like I just you know, and like I said, I think he just needs. He does need just a a, a bit of understanding. I think he's misunderstood. Mm-hmm. Um, I think. Uh, I think you, you look at him at Derby now. I think Rooney's getting the best out of him. Yeah, I think maybe. Rooney probably got, not, I'm not going to say with that brush, but I think he was a different kind of character in the change room as well. You know, he was yeah. fiery, you know, in, in a different way, mm-hmm. but he was fiery and um, and I think he just knows how to get the best out of him. I see mm-hmm. I see him playing, holding mid, then he's up front. Mm-hmm. You know, he's playing everywhere. He's winning headers in, in opposition's box and stuff, you know, and I feel like, you know, because he's got someone who, like I said, gives him a bit of understanding, mm. um, bit of responsibilities. I think he's one of them people who thrive with a bit of responsibility as well. Yeah. Um, and yeah, and I think he, he genuinely wants to do well. He's a nice guy. He wants to do well. Um, and yeah, he's still got he's still got plenty of time mm. in him to to reach yeah. highest. That I think he he should have. Yeah. Well. Anyway, hopefully, you know, it all works out for him. He's like. Derby now and they're going yeah. through what they're going through. Did you see that stuff about really paying for? <laughs> paying for what? Oh, apparently he's paying. Um, like, you know, you know when they go away, yeah, paying for like the hotels and everything and everything out like, of his pocket. But I don't know. This is you know these. He's got deep different. pockets, aren't he? yeah. No, yeah, his pockets are very, very deep. But I don't know how true yeah, these things crazy, are as yeah. well. Though, but I feel do you know what, as well. His first, his first job as well, and it's a that's a real tough one, isn't it? Or stuff off the pitch, but got credit them what they're doing on the pitch. You know what's crazy, yeah? First management job. Fair play to him, he's got it. But you, let's, we're going to go back to you, like, one day managing. Do you feel like you'd have to go all the way and start from the bottom? You um, know certain managers can just walk through and just yeah, get them well, top teams. Yeah, well, well we've seen that. <laughs> okay. Yeah, <cool>. we <laughs> um, And it's, yeah, it's tough, and especially... Black managers, okay. it's even harder because you look at, you know, I know he's talked about a lot, but Sol Campbell, um, 
Mm. He was at, you know, he was he played top level football in England, achieved everything, mm-hmm. and still didn't get afforded those same opportunities. You know what I mean? So, um, but then you know, hopefully by the time I I'm hang you know hang my boots up, you know things can start changing, mm. um, and the opportunities are afforded. You know, equally, I think as well, and it's, you know, I think it's a conversation we're going to be having for still a long time. Yeah, that's why I have no zeal in me whatsoever. The coach to to well, not manage. I'm not going to do that. But any other, I have no zeal because I've seen what I've seen the hoops that I probably would have to go through. Plus, as well, it's not in my. It's just I don't have patience for that sort of stuff. I, I yeah, but it's, it's just you don't want to do it. That's what it is. Yeah, I, I don't, I don't, you. I don't it's, have patience. It's not, I'm not, I'm not having that. It's, uh, it's uh, the hoops you'd have to jump through. No, no, it is. I'm not, I'm not. Maybe it's that I just don't want to do it. I, I, honestly, I, I couldn't think of anything worse than, 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 than coaching. Because I, <laughs> like, I'm one of those people. Like when I'm playing, it's different to playing with people. Mm-hmm. But I don't have patience, like in yeah. regards to. There's no reason why, you know, you shouldn't be able to do something. Mm-hmm. I, I don't know. That's, that's some the, managers that, don't have patience. But, for but that's, like but that's that. just me, innit? And, but I'm aware of that. But some managers don't have patience, but they don't know that they don't have patience. No, but, yeah, but some, uh, it depends on what level. Because if you're, if you're a youth team for, um, coach, mm. then you have to have a different type of patience because you're trying to improve people to make them that they're not the finished article, are they? Mm-hmm. If you are a first team manager trying to achieve promotion or, you know, there are certain things that when you're asking a player to do it, they need to be doing it. And if they're not, then that would be a reason why they wouldn't be playing, wouldn't it? So a player said to me, yeah, about Lampard, mm-hmm. not going to say the players, obviously, but he thinks this is where Lampard's gone wrong because Lampard was an elite midfielder. Yeah. And apparently in, um, like, I might do this a bit, actually. We said with this, but um, he had the same expectation that they should be able to to do to, to to do that. And you know, I remember the person saying, "It's all good you you saying that, but we didn't have Jobber up top, and we didn't have." Mm. Do you know what I mean? <laughs> he was like, "We're kicking it up to a certain player, just bouncing back off him and yeah. and whatever." But I say that to say that um, when you ha- when you're that player that has that expectation that they should be able to do it like you were, mm-hmm. but they're not on your level. Like it's only ever gonna end one way. Yeah, the thing is, <laughs> he Lampard was doing like ridiculous stuff, isn't it? Like, did you see what I'm saying? I mean, I played against him. He, like, picked up four yards and just done one of them dippers in the top corner. Like, but is he really expecting his players to 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 do the stuff he was doing? Well, I don't know because he's only think about it, he's only managed. Um, he was so he was Derby. Derby was his first, and then Chelsea, isn't it? Chelsea. So. You're talking about two levels. Obviously, I know that the jump between the champion and premier is big, but um, he had good players there mm. at, at Derby. Who, and if you're aspiring to try and get promoted, which they were, then I'm sure the demands he's putting on people probably are really. I'm guess I didn't. I weren't there, mm. but if your team trying to get in the Premier League, you have to put high demands on people. Yeah, simple as that. And. Um, you know they would have had good strikers. They would have had good players, 
<laughs> Derby's had players that have played in the Premier League. You know? mm. So, I don't know. I weren't there to see. I, yeah, don't, yeah, I don't know exactly yeah, what. Yeah. So I've got, I don't really have context of what I'm talking about. But I just feel like if, you know, especially, you know, championship, um, you know, the, the two levels he's managed at, you know, then he has to put high demands on, on the players. I'm not sure when he was younger, he would have had those high demands on himself mm. and managed to put it on him. That is why he got to the levels he did. Mm. For real. Did you like Lampard? If, if you have to, Lampard or Gerard, which one were you? It's funny how you have to be either or in it. Yeah, I know. Yeah, like it's it's either Lampard or or Gerard. <laughs> like it's never Lampard and scores. Never yeah, Gerard yeah. and scores. Always Lampard and, uh, and Gerard. It's, it's, that's one of the hardest questions. Mm. It's one of the hardest ones because Lampard scored goals like a striker. Like it's ridiculous. Twenty goals a season. Um, yeah, but I I don't know. I think um, Gerard just. He just had that ability just to... Oh, well they both did, innit? They dragged their team sometimes. This is it. Both did. This is it. You can't really lose with having one of them in your team, can you? Yeah. So. You know how mad that is, though? That 20 goals a season from a midfield. It's like, do you really get insane. goal-scoring midfielders out of that anymore? I don't think... You know, Fernandez, innit, is the kind of today's version. Like, he scores a lot of goals, innit? Where do you stand? Penalties. Where do you stand? Take Bruno out of this. But I ask this because it's kind of based on Bruno. In regards to... So I'm a man that's like... If you're not scoring or assisting at that ridiculous level, then you have to see some sort of impact. You know what I mean? So Lampard, we'll, we'll talk about Lampard. Lampard, whenever people talk about Lampard, they talk about his knack for scoring goals and whatever. But I genuinely believe Lampard could actually play football. <laughs> Do you know what I'm saying? And yeah. if he's not scoring, he's still in influencing the game. Yeah. And someone like Bruno, I like Bruno. But I'd, I I just feel sometimes that he can, if he hasn't scored or whatever, then he kind of miss, goes missing. And you don't really see, see much of him. And But I don't know if, it, like you as a player, is that me just being a bit harsh considering the level at which he's, he's scoring at? Or... Uh, do you know what I mean? Because there's, there's games like, like the Sevilla game mm-hmm. where he did, he don't score and then it's like, okay, where, where are you? But those are the games that I need. I need something from you. Do you get what I'm saying? Or is that a bit harsh? He's a he's an attacking midfielder, isn't he? So he's always going to be judged on his goals or assists or that's where he's playing on the pitch. Obviously, they play with two deep-lying midfielders, don't they? So you're not going to get a Patrick Vieira performance from Bruno Fernandes if he's not scored, is he? No, of course not. Of course, but... Do you know what I mean? So Is that then just like that whole stats and I... And I, just I think stats can be... They can be misleading, isn't it? Just because, like I said, you don't... You're not racking up whatever it is you're looking at, goals or assists, whatever, doesn't mean you're not having an effect on the game. You know? So stats can be... You know, they can be misleading. Mm. Um... But then he, over the course of a season, he does produce, doesn't he? He's produced. That's the, that's, so that's why I didn't really want to make it about him. Is he gonna have? He's gonna have games where he's not gonna play well. Um, he's not gonna turn up every single game. Mm. Um, you know, and you think, how else can? You know, I'm sure he's probably trying to affect every game where he can. But I think, like I said, his job is to affect the game in uh, an attacking sense. You know, so. Mm-hmm. 
could be trying to, I don't know, find passes through the lines or putting people through or assisting or whatever it is, you know, like I said, and then you've got, you know, the, the other side of the game is predominantly done by whoever's holding Fred, um, you know, Pogba, McTominay, Matic, those guys are the ones who are doing the, the other roles. There's very, I don't think there's that many midfielders nowadays who just do everything, you know. Mm. Kante. Oh, I'm oh. He's probably the best one, isn't it? He can, he literally just does everything, doesn't he? So. <laughs> Honestly, that, and there was a time last season where, even was it? They were telling me, telling me he's finished. This is why I can't talk football. No. People, you would never say he's finished. You would never say he's finished. Oh. But th- like, I think Lampard won't really play anymore or, or, and whatnot. And, and are you talking about media was saying he's finished? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. I remember, I know what you're talking about. Yeah, just to no, say he's, he's. It was. Um, I think oh, I can't remember who it was. Was it Tim Sherwood? I know, but it was. It was the same. Okay, I, can't remember, I can't remember who it was, but they were saying, "Yeah, he's he's not going to be." A Thomas Tuchel type player, bro, and, and I'm just like, this is you don't lose it overnight. Do you get what I'm saying? Like, and and uh, when when I when I talk that and people are like, yeah, I had and I bite, yeah. I bite very easily. And and I saw something the other day where someone was saying Sadio Mane is finished as well. And I was like, how, <laughs> wait, what? <laughs> how is he? How is he finished? Yeah. Like, but then I'm like, is this is this because? I always have a soft touch when it comes to talking about players because I understand that for a player to play at that level, you know, we can't, I, I can't even fathom it. Do you get what I'm saying? Because I know how much, how hard I tried mm-hmm. and I didn't even get to yeah. them, them high level. So I can't come and just call a, a player rubbish. Mm-hmm. It's mad. It's, it's mad to me. Do you get what I'm saying? Like I can banter with my boys and be like, yeah. oh, he's, he's pony or whatever. But to say that a player like Mane, who's actually joint top goal scorer Liverpool this season already, mm-hmm. is finished. I and I shouldn't buy it, yeah. but I do every single time. But you just said there, you you actually have an understanding of the type of level they're performing at, because mm. you know because of the levels you've been at. Yeah. Um. So yeah, like you know, they're, they're both them players, Kante and Mane, they're ridiculous players. Yeah, they're ridic- like they're world class players. Imagine that you don't just like I said, you don't just lose it overnight. Mm. Um, I don't, I don't even remember Kante really going through like a bad. I think it was when when Conte came in. I think was it Conte or Sorry? I think it might be Sorry, and he changed. Uh, he he made he made him play for, further forward. Okay, yeah, I remember he was playing further. And then people were like, oh, yeah, he's, he's, he can't. And I'm like, oh, all right. Do you know what I mean? But he, well, it just shows now, doesn't it? Obviously, um, the new manager loves him. Mm. And the amount of goals he, <laughs> like Chelsea scored from when like he has been the holding midfielder and he's jumped to press someone, mm. wins it, and then he's put someone through whatever. Like, it's, yeah. It's different. Like, reads the game so well. Mm. In today's world, you're not allowed, like, a dip in form. You're, you're not allowed yeah, People, Well, that's the thing, isn't it? It's just... It's our society, isn't it? Like they're just on you. They just want you to, yeah, to I, fail and all of that. Like so, Greenwood, great example. Good player. It's gonna go on to achieve good things. Hopefully, there's going to come a time where he's gonna, you know, go through. They all go through it. Mm-hmm. If, even Mbappe, Mbappe, like a whole Mbappe goes through, and people are just like, ah, oh, he's not. And I'm just like, can't a player just? I'm um, listen. I'm 
I'm seeing stuff, people saying stuff about Messi because he ain't scored in this. <laughs> Listen. His first three games, I'm like... A whole oh. Messi. It's like... If it, but here's the thing, like, as a, as, a, as a player, when Messi and Ronaldo can get... can still be getting stick, it's like... Yeah. It's like... I mean, come on. Yeah, no. You actually had people, like, doubting, saying Ronaldo, like, his legs were gone and stuff like that. Imagine that. <laughs> I, don't, I just don't think they actually watched. You can't. You literally just looked on paper and looked at his age, said, "Oh, he's playing in Italy, so must be slower over there." You couldn't have actually watched him or seen his numbers or anything. Do you get to um, not get to? But do you still watch quite a bit of football? Or? Yeah, I try and I try and watch his. I watch loads. Okay, there'll um, be random games on in my house. Oh, is it? <laughs> like Shrewsbury against random stuff. No, there's stuff on my everywhere. Like so. Yeah, I'll, just, I'll be watching whatever. Mm. Okay, cool. German or French or Australian if it's on MLS. You don't watch Australian football. It'll be on sometimes, yeah. Nah, you do not watch Australian football. Yeah, I've watched because, you know, I played with... There's a few guys over there that I've played with, so... Ledley. Adam Lafondra. Is, is, is Joe Ledley still there? Um, no, nah, he's, uh, nah, he's back over here now. Adam Lafondra, um, Adam Federici, uh, Tom Aldred. So, mm. yeah... Uh, Jordan much there's a lot of boys over there I play with so like the odd time when it's on yeah. I'll uh, have a little watch yeah. okay interesting yeah. but yeah I think we've um, pretty much covered everything oh no very quickly Aston Villa's got Leon Bailey your guy yeah I personally don't think people recognise the player that they have there you know it, and do you know what it is it's <laughs> Because he's a Jamaican international, yeah, that people don't give him the ratings. I think because if he was a, uh, if he was British Brazilian. born, oh British born, born, okay, or whatever, I think um, people would have a higher opinion already of him. Obviously, mm. he came on the other day, and you look what he done. Mm. Like, and to players who have like people who have just watched him playing in Germany and. Belgium, you understand? Like he does. That's what he. That's what he yeah. does. <laughs> his his highlight reel is ridiculous, mm. and he impacts games positively all the time. Rapid, both feet. Mm. Um, good guy. When he was coming off the other day, you see how his teammates were all coming around him. Like you can see, he's obviously a positive character in the change room. Yeah, straight away because mm. like you know, and that's that's testament to him. You know, he's he's worked very hard and. Um, I think he'll have a you know really good prem career. Yeah, man, I'd, I'm looking forward to that one. And um, last bit, did you watch the panorama thing last week? No, you're not talking about no. about the agent. No, talking about the kids and, and stuff like that. Yeah, 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 yeah. I'm not going to mention their names about who it was. No, you can tell me after the camera. Yeah, yeah who, who <laughs> it was, who it was, um, who they were talking it, yeah. about. But um, okay, if you haven't seen, there's no point. But no, go on, then, um, go on. No, no, no. I was just going to say. Um, in regards to, like, like now in where you are now in your career, do agents still play like a big part? A big part. Um, well, yeah, they they do in they do when. Um, so, for example, like for me, I'm I'm a free agent, so you need an agent to unless someone from a club's got your direct number to pick you up, to yeah, call you whatever. Then yeah, you need. I think if you're if you're at a club and um, 
you've been there for a long time. Some you know players can do their own deals often, mm-hmm. um, but it is you know it's it's a business nowadays. Mm-hmm. So you know effectively agents are the businessmen working for you, and um, so you do effectively need them. Mm-hmm. I mean, I, I'm not sure how young these kids were that you're talking about. Uh, but the thing is, I I personally. Regardless of what they say, it's it's illegal or whatever. Like, I know men are really <laughs> going to going after these kids when they're like ten, eleven. Yes, you know I mean, for me, bro, like, leave them. They just need to enjoy playing football and, you know, concentrating yeah. on that. Don't need, don't need, you know, you don't need an agent at ten, eleven years old. But it's such a big business that it's like it's happening. Well, I guarantee anyone's gonna make it as a footballer. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. That's what I'm saying. So even even when you were saying you're there at nine, were you even enjoying football at that age? At nine? Yeah. I love football. Best bit about football, Sunday football. Because at that age, academy football started when I was an under 12. Um, so back then, it was all school of excellence. So yeah. you could play for Watford, and but you could play for your Sunday team. Mm. Um, and for me, that is that was wicked. I wish kids still done it now because... It's not even competitive until you get to. Mm. Like, I don't even know what age it is now. I think it's. I think it's twelve or thirteen. But so like at, at ten, eleven, I was playing. You know, county cups, and yeah, leagues, and all that stuff. It was brilliant. I used to love it. Used yeah, love see, it. Uh, all of that stuff, man. I think it's so important to just let the kids just play their football. Man. It gets very serious very early. I think. Yeah, do you know what I mean? Yeah. yeah. Oh. So <sighs> we're at the end of it. Good little oh bloody hell! I took about hour fifteen or so. I couldn't shut you up to be honest, yeah. but <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, no, no, I love love for coming on, man. Um, I appreciate it, bro. Thank yeah, love, love, love for it, man. Um, guys, hope you've enjoyed this one again. Um, if you haven't, you're still here watching, so must be doing something right. Um, I say that all the time, by the way. Just, yeah. just, but um, yeah, guys, keep liking, subscribing, sharing. Hashtag counterattack podcast as always. Comments, let me know what you're thinking, and yeah, let me know who else you want me to get on. So um, we had a couple people. I'm actually going to dig out the tweets for you to get you on to the podcast. Is it, yeah? yeah, yeah, I want to dig dig them out. So you lot who asked for him, it was after we did the live. They were like, "No, get him on a proper podcast." So you lot that um, asked for him, he's here, and um, yeah. Until next time, I'm out. <laughs>